Welcome to the Plant Power Pantry Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Dobrowanski, an educator, author, and self-trained chef. Whether you're vegan, vegan curious, or simply want to kickstart your health, this is the podcast for you. I believe that small changes in our food choices can make big differences in our health and wellness. So join me each week as we investigate one food item to expand your pantry one step at a time. Together, we'll build a healthy foundation by investigating the history, the health benefits, and I'll provide some tips on storage along with a delicious recipe for you to try. I'm so happy you're joining me in my kitchen to explore all the wonderful food the world has to offer. All right, let's put on our aprons and join me as we open the doors to the plant-powered pantry. Welcome back, pantry people. I'm so happy you're joining me in my kitchen today as we talk about one of my favorite cruciferous vegetables, cauliflower. So let's grab our aprons and a cup of coffee as we explore cauliflower is a crucifer what? Although it's not exactly known when the first cauliflower varieties appeared, most sources that I read indicate uh, somewhere around the 500s and 1500 AD. And yeah, I know that's a big span of time, but who knows? Early types of cauliflower are often associated with Cyprus. Thus, many believed that the island of Cyprus is the place where this plant originated. And according to Flower Development, Origins of the Cauliflower, <laughs> book by David R. Smythe, cauliflower has grown in popularity and was later introduced to various parts of Europe around the 15th century. And so it's basically been eaten across Europe since the 1500s, but it did not start growing in the United States until the 1900s. And... According to current records, California produces more cauliflower than any other state. Um, it's mainly grown in the Salinas Valley of California, also called the salad bowl of the world. That's my kind of place. This growing season um, can last up to 10 months due to its moderate climate and the rich soil. So now there's other states that grow cauliflower, including Arizona, Florida, Michigan, New York, Oregon, Texas, and Washington. But because of the shorter growing seasons, we, in those states, you really only see it in farmer's markets from September and October, maybe a little bit into November, depending upon that season's, uh, the, the, the season that we had. It is considered an annual plant that is reproduced by seed. So typically, only the head is eaten. Um, the edible white flesh that we're so used to seeing is sometimes called curd because it has that, that similar type of look to it. And cauliflower closely resembles broccoli in appearance, but the biggest difference is its white coloring. 
and it it remains white due to the protective leaves that grow around the head, and it shields it from the sun, so therefore it prevents the formation of chlorophyll, and it keeps the head from turning green. However, due to modern science and some crossbreeding, cauliflower can now be found in different color varieties, including purple, orange, green. Um, And as I said before, it is closely related to broccoli, cabbage, kale, kohlrabi, turnips, rutabagas, Brussels sprouts, because they all kind of come from that main type of plant, um, which whose name I am not even going to try to pronounce. <laughs> but trust me, it, it's Latin and it's long. <laughs> so cauliflower is a cruciferous vegetable, and it is cruciferous because the flowers have four petals, and that actually resembles a Greek cross, which I did not know. And cruciferous vegetables are full of nutrients. So let's dive on into the health benefits of cauliflower. According to the National Institute of Health, cauliflower is quite high in, you guessed it, fiber, which is beneficial for overall health. There are three grams of fiber in just one cup of cauliflower, which is 10% of your daily need. Fiber is important because it helps feed the healthy bacteria in our guts and helps reduce inflammation and promotes a fully functioning digestive health system. Consuming enough fiber may help prevent digestive conditions like constipation, diverticulitis, and IBD, inflammatory bowel disease. Moreover, studies show that a diet high in fiber-rich vegetables like cauliflower is linked to lower risks of several illnesses, including heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. Fiber may also play a role in obesity prevention due to its ability to promote fullness and reduce your overall calorie intake. Cauliflower is also a great source of antioxidants, and antioxidants protect our cells from harmful free radicals and inflammation. And these antioxidants actually help athletes with muscle soreness and can be very beneficial in the recovery stage after a hard workout or a long run. So if you are training for any type of race or any type of competition or something like that, or even if you're just getting back into the gym or just lacing up those sneakers and going out for a walk, you definitely want to include cauliflower because all of those antioxidants are going to help you recover and feel better. So according to the National Library of Medicine, cauliflower is also high in choline, an essential nutrient that most people are deficient in. So one cup of cauliflower contains 45 milligrams of choline, which is about 11% of the daily intake for women and 8% for men. 
And choline has several important functions in the body. To begin with, it plays a major role in maintaining the integrity of cell membranes, synthesizing your DNA, and supporting metabolism. Choline is also involved in the brain development and production of neurotransmitters, which are absolutely necessary for a healthy nervous system. What's more is it also helps prevent cholesterol from accumulating in the liver. And those who don't consume enough choline may have a higher risk of liver and heart disease in addition to neurological disorders like dementia and Alzheimer's. Now, not many foods contain choline. Cauliflower, along with broccoli, is one of the best plant-based sources of this nutrient. Cauliflower provides some powerful health benefits. It's a great source of nutrients, including few that many people need more of. What's more, it's easy to add to your diet. It's tasty, easy to prepare, and can replace high-carb food in several recipes. First, let's talk about buying cauliflower. You want to look for cauliflower that has a creamy white color um, with densely packed florets that are free from blemishes, browning, or any wet spots. Also, stay away. If you see any black spots on your head of cauliflower, stay away from it. It's, it's, that means it's mildewed and it's growing mold and you don't want that. Also, the cauliflower head should feel heavy in your hand for its size. So think of bowling balls because typically a, a good healthy head of cauliflower is about this average size of a bowling ball. And so the heavier it feels when you're holding it in your hands, the denser it is. And that's what you're looking for. So for an example, the head that I used in this week's video was probably a good two, two and a half pounds. And so it really, like when I, when I held it in my hands, I could feel that I was holding something and it looked good. So I took that one home with me. Also, take a look at the leaves that are on it. You know, roll it over, and if the leaves are green and they're fresh and they're vibrant looking, that is a sign that the cauliflower was recently harvested. If it looks kind of white or they have like a a fading of the green leaves, but the actual head still looks good, it means it's probably been harvested, transported, And you should use that one within a couple days of purchasing. Now, if you're buying purple, green, or orange cauliflower, which I can only find at my farmer's markets, it should be uniform in color. That's what you're looking for. You want to look for those leaves again. You want to look for that, that heft to it. It should, you know, feel like you're holding at least a two pound bowling ball or kettle ball in your hands, but it also should be very uniform in color. That means that the color has gotten through, it had a healthy root system, and it 
it just looks pretty. <laughs> Let's face it. Okay, this is going to sound strange, but you want to smell it. Yeah, take a whiff. And even though it's packaged, most, most of the times it's wrapped in plastic, you can still smell it through the plastic. Take a good whiff. If it has a very strong, pungent smell, it's past its prime and will probably taste pretty nasty in your mouth, quite honestly. Uh, when you get your cauliflower home, you unwrap it immediately and transfer it to a, a loosely sealed plastic bag with a paper towel tucked in to absorb any excess moisture. So I have uh, a couple of the green bags that I've been using, which I just purchased, and I've got to tell you, I'm loving. And so I put one in that. I kind of just pinch the edges a little bit, uh, have my paper towel tucked in. I put one in the bottom, and then I put one on the top. And that way, it just keeps any excess moisture away from it. Whole heads of cauliflower can be kept in this sealed bag, partially sealed bag, for in your fridge for about four to seven days, again, depending upon when it was harvested. And then if you're going to pre-cut it, which I've done before, you know, like I take a Sunday and I meal prep. And if I pre-cut my florets, I keep those in a container for no more than four days. Um, either that or I do a quick flash freeze and then they're going right into the freezer. So let's talk about some tips for cooking your cauliflower. So to cut a head of cauliflower into those pretty little florets, <laughs> you need to, the easiest way to do this is to quarter the head through the stem end. So you're going to flip it over on your cutting board. You're going to take your large chef's knife and you're going to cut it in half, and then you're going to cut it each half in half again. And then any small pieces will fall off. Oh, this does tend to get messy, so, you know, you'll have little florets and pieces of it all over the place, so just be forewarned. Um, and then I go in and cut the core from the cauliflower, and then the, the florets just fall off as you're doing that. However, do not toss the stalks and leaves. They are edible and quite delicious, so you might want to include them in your cooking. I typically toss them into my veggie stock scrap bag that I keep in my freezer because it just adds a nice layer of flavor when I'm making my veggie stock. But you can also just peel and cut the stalks so that they're about the same size as the florets just to ensure that you get an even cooking. It's the same premise that you do with broccoli. Broccoli stems, if you, in case you didn't know, you don't have to throw out. You have to just peel about one to two layers off of them, cut them up, and they are very edible and actually quite delicious. Then you want to rinse your cut up pieces of cauliflower in a colander to remove any type of residual dirt or sand that may be in them. And then use a paper towel or a clean kitchen towel to pat them dry before cooking. Now, cauliflower can be eaten raw. However, if this is your first time or it's not a regular on your plate, 
I would recommend cooking it first, especially since it can be hard to digest for some people and can cause some gastrointestinal discomfort. And so um, if you are going to eat it raw, take it slow at first, and then you can gradually increase the amount that you're eating. Now, cauliflower can also be cooked using several different methods. Common methods are steaming it, broiling it, which is delicious, sauteing it, stir-frying it, microwaving it. Um, And the other most recent trend has been cauliflower rice and our pizza crusts have become very mainstream and are great substitution for their bleached or processed counterparts. If you want to make either, just pop it in your food processor for the rice. You just pulse it a couple times and it literally just falls apart and it is beautiful to use in any type of dish. For a pizza crust, you want to get it a little bit more of a, a pureed type of consistency and the, then there's other things you're going to add to it in order to make it into a crust. But my personal favorite way to prepare cauliflower is to make today's recipe, which is a smoky and spicy cauliflower bite. All right, I hope you have your aprons on. Today's recipe for a smoky, spicy, spicy cauliflower bite is one of my favorites. I love making this. And it is a two-bake system, but do not let that intimidate you. You've got this. I have faith in you. So for our ingredients, we're going to take one head of cauliflower that is cut up into florets. And that's going to be about four cups, maybe, of florets. You're going to take three-quarters cup of water, a half a cup of unsweetened almond or soy milk, one cup of all-purpose flour. You can use garbanzo bean flour or a gluten-free rice-based flour, two teaspoons of garlic powder, one teaspoon of onion powder, one teaspoon of paprika, a quarter teaspoon of salt, a quarter teaspoon of ground pepper, three quarters cup of your favorite hot sauce. I prefer to use Frank's because it's easily accessible and I also know it's vegan. A quarter cup of your favorite barbecue sauce and then one tablespoon of vegan butter. I used Earth Balance. It's what I had on hand in my fridge. So the first thing you're going to do is line your baking sheets with parchment paper or a silicone sheet, or you're going to grease it very well with a high heat oil. Preheat your oven to 425 degrees Fahrenheit. You're going to cut and wash your cauliflower florets. In a large bowl, you're going to mix your almond milk, water, flour, and your spices into a bowl. I prefer to use a whisk for this. You're going to set aside your hot sauce, barbecue sauce, and butter because we're going to do that later. You're going to mix this until the batter is thick 
and able to coat the cauliflower without dripping. You don't want it too runny, but you also don't want it too thick. You're going to dip your cauliflower in the batter. You can do this one by one, or you can do it in batches. You want to kind of shake off, gently shake off the excess batter before putting it on the baking sheet. Then you're just going to lie the cauliflower in a single layer on your baking sheet. You're going to bake this in your preheated oven for 20 minutes until it's golden brown. So probably about halfway through, I'd say about 10 minutes through, flip it, and then that way you make sure all the sides are golden brown. Now, when I made this recipe this week, it was very humid outside, and mine actually took 30 minutes. So it really just depends upon your kitchen, your oven, the temperatures, and all of that. So just keep your eye on it. But I would use the 20-minute as a gauge. And this is really just to get a nice, crispy, golden brown on it. You're, you're not worried about like that nice, rich, deep color on it yet, because that'll come with the second bake. So while your cauliflower is baking, in a small saucepan on low heat, you're going to melt your one tablespoon of butter. Then you're going to mix in your hot sauce and barbecue sauce. Stir that until it's combined. Turn off the heat and remove it just as it just all comes together. Then you are going to take the cauliflower out of the oven once it's done. I like to let it cool for about 10 minutes just sitting on, the, on my stovetop. And then you're going to start mixing in your florets. So you're going to take a heat-proof, heat-safe bowl, <laughs> and you're going to put your sauce mixture in there. And then you're just going to start putting in, in small batches, your baked cauliflower, mixing them until it's evenly coated on all the florets and then return those cauliflower bites to the baking sheet and keep doing this in small batches until you have everything done. You are going to put it back in the oven for about 15 minutes or until it's reached your desired crispiness. So what I like to do for this is for the last five minutes of the bake, I'll crank my oven up to 450 degrees because then it gets... And you'll see it in the video. It gets like that that little bit of char on it, and it just is perfect. So just keep your eye on that if you are going to try that. If not, 425 for 15 minutes or until it's reached a crispiness that you are happy with. You're going to take it out of the oven and just enjoy it with your favorite vegan ranch or blue cheese dressing and some celery. It is heaven on a plate. I'm telling you, your taste buds are going to thank you for this. Be sure to tag me on Instagram at The Plant Powered Pantry if you make this recipe. I want to see it. Also, be sure to visit my website, plantpoweredpantry.com to get today's recipe. You just scroll down, you click on the recipe page and scroll down to the bottom. It will be there. Or if you want to see me do this in real time, make sure you're following me on YouTube. Just search The Plant Powered Pantry and you will find me. <laughs> oh, let's connect. I can't wait to see what you create in your kitchen with 
cauliflower. So for our transition tip of the week this week, I have an exciting announcement. I've heard you, several of you have requested this, and we're going to give it a try. So this is going to be moving to a new format in which the transition tip of the week will be a standalone podcast episode every Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to the Plant Powered Pantry podcast so you never miss one. And I can't wait to share this week's transition of the tip with you in its own episode. It's going to be very exciting. Thank you so much for joining me in my kitchen today. I enjoyed our time together. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Plant Powered Pantry Podcast. Also, if you have a minute, do me a favor, rate and review the show. It really means a lot to me. Also, to stay up with all things plant powered and to get today's recipe, please visit plantpoweredpantry.com. All right, my friends, until next week, keep on cooking.